if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did use that and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcel Alonso. Today, I welcome Rebecca Love. Welcome, welcome, hey, welcome. Girl. Thank, thank you for coming on. We had a little mishap uh, before when we came on. I said the wrong podcast because I, I have been burning my wheels. And you probably understand because you do a lot too. You do a whole lot. So... Yeah. I really had to learn the power of no, though. Eventually I had to go, no, I can't, can't put that on my plate. Like, <sighs> no, I'm, it's a very powerful word, even though I don't want to say it, I have to. No, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you because me doing two podcasts, me finding people to interview two different types of people to interview and everything I've been doing and the, and everything we do as adult entertainers, like, the only fans that keeping up with, uh, you, you know, camming, I haven't had a chance lately to cam at all. I've been traveling, yeah. but, um, I want to tell my listeners the little story of Rebecca love. Okay. Oh. Uh, for me, for me, because, okay, this is the thing. There's two people in my adult life that I have met that were famous to that I knew of were famous. You were one of them. The other one was Brittany Andrews. And then I met and they were just the most amazing people. So um, I knew of Brittany Andrews before I ever met her. I would see her pictures. I knew of her. But then when I met her, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's an amazing human being. And then you, I remember because I started off in Tampa, Florida dancing. I would see you in the night moves magazines. And I think you were the first person like the, in the town that I started dancing that got into like porn and the adult work and everything else. So in a way, in my eyes, you were kind of famous to me. It's because you got those magazines back in the 1990s. There used to be these (laughs) magazines with glossy pages and stuff and you could buy advertisements. So I would put my ads in there and stuff. I, I used to buy advertisement too. And I had friends with companies too, but um, I think you might, it was an article I read and that's when I knew something, an article I, you probably don't even remember, but I remember. Okay. Mm-hmm. That I remember. Rebecca. So, <laughs> so in my eyes before you were like, to me, um, famous in a way to me, I know it sounds silly. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think of myself as famous, maybe infamous, because probably infamous, but dirty shit. Right. And then I go to Exotica in Chicago, which I had an excellent time 
wonderful experience. And then I recognize you from, sorry, I live in Brooklyn. You hear the noise in the background. Then I recognize you. And I'm like, I was kind of like, wow. Like it was like a moment, like if you ever, I've seen a lot of celebrities in my lifetime, but it was that kind of moment. And then you were this, you you were this like, oh no, I'm just a regular, like. Was, I'm not a celebrity. Well, I but it was. My a, legs for a living. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I used the power of the puss. Yeah, the power of the puss. But again, to me, you know, like all I ever was when I started off as sex work was I was a house dancer. I never was a featured dancer. I never, um, I didn't see any other opportunity, you know, well, at the time. I started, like I yeah. wanted to be a feature. I wanted to do what that girl was doing on stage and how was I going to do it? And I just picked their brains. And I see for me, because of the whole race issue, and I'll be honest, um, I felt like that was an, un- and this is why representation is so important. Every type of business, I felt like that was not possible. I did not see, you know, even though we were in Florida, I did not see any people that really, um, that were like me, you know, Hispanic or bilingual. I did not see none of that. And you know, I saw the only person I did see, and I met her when she was young was Lisa Ann, I remember. And, um, but the, I saw the other features and they were, you know, Lisa, Ann, Lisa Ann, she was a brunette. I related to her that way. Um, yeah. but was she bilingual? Was she Spanish? No. So I, I just feel like bilingual is an asset, right? But back then in the early nineties, you know, I didn't see any African-American girls feature dancing. Definitely not. I didn't see any Spanish girl. Like this is, the old time. So I yeah, felt I didn't, I didn't quite realize, you know, yeah. I never focused on that. So I, I'm trying to think back to all the features and, and you're probably right. There was a minute right. of, right. And then in the porn yeah. world, what I saw was, um, again, I saw predominantly white women. So I, you know, and also my lifetime, I was raising children and you know, it was, it, it was this clubs. There's a lot of politics when you work in strip clubs with managers and sure. you, you put up with a whole lot any of any job, any, right, job has right. the, any, any, exactly any job. So, point. so for, in a way you were in my little young eyes, there were certain people, Jasmine St. Clair, I remember was kind of iconic because yeah, I was like, Oh, is she Spanish? Is she, she was similar to me, you know? Um, but I didn't, I never saw her big feature name. act. Yeah. She was a big name back in the day, but she was somebody close, but again, she wasn't a Spanish girl. She was, there was nothing to, you know, it took for JLo to come out for the closest thing for me to relate to, you yeah. know, and, and uh, yeah, the closest possible thing for me to relate to. And that's kind of sad, but um, you know, that's why I never really did stuff when I was young, because it was, it was really a thing of looking for representation and how is the treatment I'm going to get it's kind of sad, but back to you, Rebecca love. So I'm sorry for taking no, it's it. okay. I, just, <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. No, those, but I, you were iconic to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, and then, then I meet you and I hate to say this, I'm going to put you at this list of and I was thinking about this too. I kind of want to honor you. They are the smartest sex workers I've ever been around. Mercedes Ashley is number one, by the way. She's out okay. of the business now. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. Brittany Andrews, she's one of them, uh, very smart. Very I smart. have to say, 
I'm putting you in that category, uh, Tara, Indiana, who I've made it in another podcast. So after meeting you recently, when we went through Discord and then everything else and looking at all your stuff, by the way, all my audience, please go over there. Rebecca's just a genius. <laughs> I just get bored. I have like ADD and I just, I get bored and I move on to the next thing. And then I, I do all this different stuff. I can't even figure out what so, category I am. So, right. So that being said, I want to know about your life from the time I was eyeballing you from Tampa to what do you doing now and how, how did things flow and escalate and all that? Cause well, I started my adult career in South Florida in Palm okay. Beach and I was a, I was a cocktail waitress and mm-hmm. it started by, there wasn't enough dancers that night and Singer Island has this boat competition, all rich people mm-hmm. they didn't have enough dancers and everybody wanted the cocktail waitress up on the stage. To, it was a topless club and I'm like, well, fuck it. Who's going to know? So I get out there and I was scared. And by the count of three, my top came down. I made so much money. They had to sweep the floor and uh, I was hooked. I was hooked on all that cash flow. Mm. So I, uh, after that club closed, I went to an upscale club that was gowns only high end. You had to audition all that. And, and they took me on. Um, and that's where I saw the features and then I saw features and I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, kind of want to see what that, you know, leads to. So I tried to figure out how to do that. And I also, when Amazon was coming on to scene, this is when they were losing money and they were just books. I bought a book called how to be a porn star. So I could figure out all the channels to go through. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember who wrote the book, but it was awesome. It had all the information in it, Jim South, the agencies, the etiquette, what to do, how to do, where to be, what to bring. And um, I followed that book and I booked Hustler and Playboy. Wow. In LA. So I had interviews and Hustler took me on like that. I did Playboy TV, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't Playboy material because, you know, probably because I was a stripper before and I had those magazine articles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now so we I, know how Playboy was. My yeah. cousin did something for Playboy a long, long time ago. And they, it was like so much. It's very strict. Yeah. And back then they were, it was so, it was, yeah. You got to be the girl next door, innocent, as long as you can be. Yeah. And then sign your life away for like, I think three years for 25,000 or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't very much money. Not, but it's great exposure. Mm. So, um, so that's what I did. I went out and I, and I figured once I started getting my credits and doing all that, well, then I could start feature dancing and, and that was kind of my track and making the movies. I was like, this is easy. So I get filmed. So I have to deal with my family finding out, mm-hmm. you know, I had to go through all that process, but you know, things change and there was the explosion of the internet. Mm-hmm. There was, um, all these different levels. And I'm like, well, I need to learn these different levels. I need to know how to build a website. I need to know the back end. And I loved buying books off Amazon <laughs> <laughs> and I still do it to this day. Uh-huh. Still do it to this day, except it's more audio books. And that's how I learn. And, and now I'm making movies in the metaverse with um, dirty avatars. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so just through the years, how did you end up in Vegas? Was it um, a boy? A boy? Oh, okay. I just thought it was maybe because of filming like in LA. Cause I remember I had my little, um, I, I was in Tampa, Florida. They started doing raids in the strip club in 2001. And I was like, okay, I can't deal with this. And then I did a trip to Vegas and then I came back to Vegas and I decided, you know what? They're not going to raid the strip clubs here. And uh, I started working at a crazy horse too, where I met Ava Devine in 2000. Right. I worked over there and um, before she was in Vegas. Oh, it was great money. Um, Eventually raids happen in Vegas though at crazy horse too. Yeah, eventually yeah. it happens, and it probably right. depends if who's owning the strip club. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, it was, it was a move of, you know, I wanted it. You know, again, I had children at a young age. I just wanted to support them, and then that's what brought yep. me to Vegas, and then it brought me back to Florida for a minute, and then I went back to Vegas, and then went to L.A. and, uh, you know, sex work over sets. That was my reason for the move. You and know? now you're back in New York. And now, yeah, I'm in New York and the East Coast. And uh, yeah, so is that your favorite? Is New York your favorite? You know what? I actually love Los Angeles. Did you ever live in L.A.? Well, yeah, I lived in L.A. Uh, I moved out there to do the movies and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then I bought a house in Lancaster when the boom was going on. Um, But it wasn't my favorite. Like the landscape. Amazing. Yeah. But you can't get anywhere in a few minutes. It takes hours. It's like a great big parking lot. So not my favorite place. Mm, I loved LA the best, but it was probably, I love it before the, I don't know how it is after the pandemic because I left in uh, 2019, but what year did you live in LA? It was the early 2000. So um, I moved from Florida uh, over to Texas, over to LA. Wow. Yeah. So I moved around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. It was from 2001, 2000 or 2001, somewhere around there, till about 2006. So mm, about- okay. So I lived there 2009 to 2019. You lived there 10. Yeah. For 10 full years. And I always lived in North Hollywood. And the thing I would love to discuss with you was, how the Valley, I remember moving there, moving to North Hollywood. And I had a roommate for just a short period of time. She was not in the sex work. And she goes, you know, the Valley's known for doing porn. And I go, huh? I don't see any porn stars anywhere. What are you talking about? And then I'm looked at myself and here I was with these big tits and at the time blonde hair. And I'm like, oh, I look like, <laughs> you know, the mean, the porn star. But I quickly, I met a lot of people that were doing porn, but it was way before the days of OnlyFans and things just at that period of time, look so scary to me from, yeah. and this was early 2009 to 2011, 12. Like it just, porn did not look attractive to me at all. It was a different beast. I feel like when the internet got involved, there was all these niches and it started to get really, it wasn't glamour porn anymore. It wasn't. Yeah. Pretty, it just it, wasn't, it yeah. didn't look. And then I was hearing, um, because I would be stripping and I would meet different porn girls, or, um, I got into doing bachelor parties, which I love doing in LA. Um, and I would, you know, some, I would always need like a partner or a different girl and I'd meet different porn girls. And it was just, I was like, girl, why are you doing that then? Like, 
it would be, I would hear about particular agency. We all know the agency that yes. we would. Yeah. And it was so, it, it didn't look glamorous when we were like, like it looked glamorous in the late nineties with the feature dancing. It yeah. looked very beautiful. It looked very glamorous, but for me, it felt untouchable. And then the period of time after 2009 to 2012, I want to say until OnlyFans, that whole period did not look attractive at all. Like, like I, you, it, it did not until people were able to monetize. Yeah. So what happened was all the studios made your money and stuff Mm -hmm. beginning of porn. When Pornhub came around and it went free, then it took the power away from the studios. But then there was that whole period of, how do you make money off of it if it's free and that's where I was like well you gotta evolve and you gotta you know what get on there and start talking to those people that are posting comments on those videos and stuff because there's nothing you can do right now except maybe get the following right just your stuff um so Pornhub really disturbed the force and then when those platform-based um uh like OnlyFans came out the fan base club fan clubs came out I thought it was brilliant because I was like here you go now you get to actually talk to the model right in her presence and do those things instead of just seeing it from an outsider looking in you can actually bond with the girl right right. I found that more intimate yeah no and that is the aspect of sex work that I personally have always enjoyed more than being in front of the camera more than being known and I think like when that online world came in, cause I did do camming though, you know, and I've talked about, yeah. I think I talked about it well, on camming your. Camming can be like Groundhog's Day where it's on a rinse and repeat. So yeah. you really have to throw out, you have to throw out your personality and you get not throw it out, but just bring it to bring it on and make sure you keep it livened up. Like don't, don't lose interest. Don't get stuck on autopilot. But start thinking of it as like a conversational piece and, and just get to know everybody. Eventually, they're going to find you. It's a great way to market and get paid at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So to yeah. me, camming can, whew, I call it Groundhog's Day. It can mm-hmm. be that. You have to make it better as the actress playing a part. If you're not feeling it that day, well, don't get on cam if you're not feeling it that right, day. Right, right. If you're just in that zone where you're just bored, then liven up the fucking party. Turn on a song. Start dancing to it. Spin around in your chair. Make up fucking words. Start like reading something dirty. I don't care. Yeah. Just have fun with it. And I actually record my shows to get content for my other platforms. So I, I, I double dip. No, oh, yeah. You are. That's where the part that I just thought was genius and then you have this great structure that's amazing. Like Tuesday is uh Twitch Tuesday. Tues- Tuesdays are the VR day. Cause I've been trying, I've been trying to get on. I've been trying to, but I've just had a, such a busy schedule it's okay. myself and traveling. But Tuesdays is your VR day. I think Monday is camming. Is it? Yep. Go over the schedule because I've tried Monday. memory. Monday is usually the podcast. We try okay. to do that. If uh-huh. not, then yeah, I'll fill it in with right now some Sex Panther, thanks oh. to you, because of that one episode. I'm like, I am totally not using my Sex Panther to its full advantage. So now I'm all about that. Um, Tuesdays, Twitch Tuesdays. So I do gaming 
or um, we do the VR chat stuff. Oh, okay. And that is all PG-13. So there's nothing dirty about my Twitch Tuesdays, but it's another way to open up to another audience. And I love streaming. And to me, I need that in my life because that's what I truly enjoy is playing that stupid VR chat game and uh, thinking of movies to make in there. So that's kind of my hobby on steroids. Wednesday is webcam Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So that's where I will webcam, get content, um, get social media clips out of it. So I do that for a few hours. Thursday is a content day. So I'm like, whatever I have to fill in my OnlyFans or get done, or I like to queue everything up for a couple months, just in Mm -hmm. case I go on vacation or do something, I don't have to worry about it. So usually OnlyFans, it's throwback Thursday, and I'll have to go on a hunt for some old, um, photos or magazine work or whatever content uh fridays is my live stream it's called friday date night Mm -hmm. and i get it's almost like having all your friends at the bar like cheers do you remember cheers back in the day yes yeah do you use streammate for friday then no i use uh only fans i use only oh so you go on your only fans and you treat it like that yeah so everybody gets together at the bar and we're spinning, we're playing. If I make a milestone of a hundred, I break out into dance because I love dancing and they pick out whatever that this week it was the doors. Cause I was going to a doors tribute band and I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, it's all doors. So everybody picks songs and we spin, we play, I get to know about them. And then I have a goal. And if we hit goal, we celebrate and we do socials. So you can drink water, coffee, tea, or alcohol. And mm-hmm. we, we just have a blast. Like you're going to the bar, but you don't even have to leave your house. What's great is you are by having this schedule. This is where I have to admire you. My life right now is kind of hectic. My grandfather's very old and I'm having to go to Florida now and help take care of him and my, you know, thing. And I have one child here in Texas, another child in Vegas now that so adult children. Um, but you have this excellent schedule. It didn't and I didn't, huh? I didn't and I, I need to achieve this schedule. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't and always have a schedule. Though. You didn't always, but it's no. just, I, <laughs> I admire it. I have to say, I really admire it. And this is what I feel like people, like if, if you're, if, if you're an online sex worker or not, even if you're an online sex worker, if you are a brand, if you are a business, you need to kind of have a schedule and a structure and people know what, when to see you. And like you said, like cheers on Friday, it's like, cheers. You go online, you, you know, what's the topic this week and you fit it into like, you went to a tribute. So you incorporated that and that's yeah. just amazing. So it's just a great way to engage instead of, um, you know, like, and it's you being yourself because a lot of times I'm seeing a lot of new performers really like doing stuff. And I'm like, I can see through them. I could tell you who's real, who's not, but I'm like, okay, you're copying everybody. Like you're like, everybody's copying. Yeah. They're copying, but I'm like, just be yourself. So you know what I mean? Time to figure out who yourself is Mm -hmm. or your voice or what persona you want to exaggerate a little bit more online. Yeah. Uh, But once you, you find that person that you want to be, you got to commit to it. So if you pick a character, like Larry, the cable guy, the comedian, <laughs> you're stuck with that character. So 
make sure that's what you want to commit to. Just like your name. Make sure yep. you want to commit to Rebecca Love because you're going to be stuck with it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And then the name is, yeah. it, it's important for branding. But um, wow, I'm, yeah. No, it you, just happened, you know, over time. When, oh, it just, so you didn't just get organized like that. When was the point no. that you were like, okay, this is how I'm going to do this? Um, it just happened when, well, Twitch, I was trying to figure out Twitch and I'm like, you know what? I don't make great money on Twitch. I get good exposure. I figured out what I want to do, but I'm, and I don't want to take it away because I love it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it one day, Twitch Mm -hmm. Tuesday. That's where, and you know what? If I'm not loving it after a certain amount of time, I will cut it off and say goodbye. I love Twitch Tuesday. I'm never getting rid of it. It's where I get to decompress and just enjoy my online friends. Um, Wednesday came about recently because I stopped webcamming for a few years when I lost my eyesight because I got LASIK and I was like, I can't, I can't do that, that type of structure because I don't know what they're saying in the chat room or I can't see what I'm doing. So I came back to webcam Wednesday because I'm like, I need to fill in some stuff for OnlyFans. I guess I could go on IG and start doing live talks. And I'm like, you know what? I make money over here. How about I just stream on here, make money, grab some content. So I'm like, those are my webcam Wednesdays. So yeah. webcam Wednesdays, what site now? Do you stream? Okay. Stream. Okay. Which is totally different from my, my Friday date night, because that is a, you know, mostly one-on-one and I'm drilling myself like Rebecca on a stick. Right. On Fridays, it's like a hangout. Yeah, sure, I get naked and I dance around and be silly, but it's more of a hangout. And your fans, this is what's important because I'm seeing a lot of girls are just, people are just doing something. Your fans are getting the real you on OnlyFans. They're getting the Rebecca Love. Yeah, the, 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 the legendary Rebecca Love. They're not getting this crazy sex act that's just, they're getting the true yeah. authentic self. There's a... They're getting yeah. chaos. I've had one person complain. He signed up and he just said this. I thought I was going to get movies and softcore and, and, and well, hardcore too, but you know, that professionally made mm-hmm. uh, movies that I did for HBO. And so I'm like, no, right. honey, you're getting me. I mean, there's a few movies on there. I get professionally done and stuff. Right. My PPVs, but no, you're getting me. You're getting right. well, the fact like, that you're going live and like it's a hangout and it's an experience and they're getting their, you're real authentic because I'm not going to lie. I've noticed a lot of young new sex workers, what they do, they get an OnlyFans and they hand it over to a management company and oh, they're the not management companies. Yeah. Right. Right. And I get it where like, I have assistants that help me out, but I try my hardest to be my authentic self on my page. There's nothing as much wrong as, with having an assistant. Right, right. Nothing. I, I, I believe, had one. Right. I believe, I do believe like, you know, there's certain girls that have a major name that need that assistant that need, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's when you're going live on Friday, you're giving a hundred percent. And for what the, the thing with the big issue that happened with OnlyFans, And I think it was, there was some very good things, but then there were some bad things. I think it was very good for the existing sex workers like yourself, for the porn stars and everything. But and for 
you know, I always appreciated talking to people because I was a stripper and I love it. Like I love talking. I love sex panther. That's my favorite. I love doing video calls. I love the connection. Um, But what happened was new sex workers came in because they saw an article. They saw, hey, you know, this homemaker. Well, they weren't really sex workers. No, no. Housewives. Housewives, right. But they've never had they never had the experience of actually talking to a fan. They've never had the connect. They don't know what the true connection is. And I've seen this over and over again. And I've even, I've turned down people for my podcast that have just come to me and I go, well, what can you talk about? And they're like, I'm at a point percentage. And, you know, they, it's like, but what else is there about you? You know, did you, there's no history there. And I'm not trying to criticize, but, um, if you're in this business and um, I, I really suggest and you want to do online work and you want to le- level of success, I, su- I suggest, you know, going out there, talking to fans in person. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to promote pro- prostitution. OK, um, I'm trying There's to say events, there events, conventions. Ways. Go to conventions, Girl, get a booth. You know, I still do. I do dinner dates when they come to Vegas because a lot of people come to Vegas. Uh-huh. I will meet them in a public place and have dinner with them. Of course, they're paying for it, not just the dinner, but my time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but right. I will make time for them. Right. Or I'll meet them wherever I am for an event. Yes. And you can meet me there. And I think convent, and when I say conventions, I have to say, get a booth, go to Exotica. The Exotica is one of the best. Like um, I'm going to do, I wish I could do all four Exoticas, but my, um, I did DC was not happy and Miami. I, I, I've got too it's much a lot of money to dish out. Right. So I, I prioritize, I'm just going to do Chicago and I'm just going to do Jersey, which yeah. is going to be good. I went to Xbiz. Xbiz was great, but that's more industry people, but sit at that booth, introduce yourself to people. If they don't know who you are, don't get offended, you know, be that nice right. person. Um, I danced for many years and I love talking to people and, um, but these fans do like that connection. No, you don't have to, you know, like keep a boundary with fans, of course, but you know, what you're doing with the OF every Friday is just, it's a great thing. Like if a guy, like I joined a girl's Patreon and she has lives, she's not a sex worker. She's just a true crime person and she has lives and she does it like once a month and everybody goes there and they're talking to her and they love that engagement. And that's what it's yeah. about. You know what I'm saying? That really is what that's it's the bond. Yeah. And they love that bond. And, you know, yes, people want to see these good hardcore scenes and everything, and then they beat off or whatever, but there's people that they, you know, the, um, when I was studying about podcasts and, and advertisements, so how I can make money and everything with my podcast, yeah. um, they were, and I was learning about it. You don't really need this high count. You don't need this crazy amount of downloads to right. get, to get, you know, sometimes 2000 downloads on a podcast, you can easily get an affiliate and it's because of the engagement, the fan feels connected to you. So that engagement, and I think that's overall, Rebecca, what, well, I'm going to title this episode engagement with Rebecca love. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about penetrating the ear holes. that's very intimate, like sex Panther, very intimate, right? Um, uh, the podcast. Cause you're listening. And I listen to podcasts every night because I go to bed with Dateline. So, you know, it's just an intimate 
feel to it. You're more engaged. That's why I'm like, audio is everything. Yeah, video is great. But if you can penetrate their ear holes and get down into their soul, oh, a lifetime. Speaking of which, now when you said that the audio, um, I have been watching Theo Vaughn lately at night and I fall asleep just listening to his voice. (laughs) And it's it's kind of like, you're very right. And now that just made me realize I'm kind of getting that same thing. I do the same thing with uh, Keith Morrison on Dateline. He starts (laughs) and I'm like, yes, (laughs) he could read me anything. I would just fall asleep to him. Right. Yeah. So that's important for audio. Wow. We just came across something. How ironic. Um, When you said that, I was like, it made me think of, I'm sitting there. That's why I love my frisky avatars because it's the avatar and they're ageless, but it's your voice. That is what's going to get them in the words that you use. So tell, tell us more about that because this is really, really the new wave of the future. I do want to get into this, but my, my plates are full, but I'm no, very, it's okay. yeah, right. take yeah. your time because I'm working out all the kinks right now. Cause I've mm-hmm. only been doing it a year and I I'm in my learning stages. So take your time when you're ready, we can practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been going in there. Okay. I've been, when I have a chance, I do go in there in between the two podcasts and my only fans. It's very so- time consuming. Yeah. 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 But um, get it right. Yeah. But you are filming in VR now. Yeah. So um, I bought this fancy new computer so I could handle the VR and I hook up my Oculus to the computer and it has almost like you grab your stream cam and it's like this. It's your phone. It looks like a phone and it starts filming in um, whatever resolution you want to film in. And I I've been practicing on my friends like little Stella Marie and. Um, well, mainly her, because it's hard to get people into VR chat or doing it because the time constraints and it's yeah. a learning curve. It's kind of like telling your friends, hey, let's start a gaming group on Twitch. You know, mm-hmm. it's very time consuming, but I do have my Twitch Tuesday group that does VR chat. So we've been making horror comedy movies so I've been practicing on them mm-hmm. shooting in. I, we just shot um, Night of the Living Dead Clown and we had the Night of the Living Dead playing because it's in public domain. So you can use that. And we're at the drive in back in the 90s and we have this killer clown on the, lo- um, the loose and we had fun and I'm practicing on them. So when the time comes and more of my adult industry friends come on, I'll be like, I got you. Let's do this. So good. Please learn that. So I could follow your league. Please learn that. Cause I did get an Oculus. Um, Brittany Andrews was on one of my earlier episodes here. And I, I think I, I bought it before that, but she's the one that encouraged me because my thoughts were, cause I love doing video calls. I wanted to do VR sessions with people. And you can, and, you yeah, can up I, I'm still learning still like, yeah. You can do virtual dates, virtual dates. Yeah. Cause I just thought that would be, um, that's right up my alley. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's different. Some people are great at just showing up, doing porn, shooting a scene. That's good for them. Some people might be, um, I have a friend that they just like to do see people in person for they do, you know, they escort and that's their thing, you know, or some people might 
we all have our niche or some of us can do like a, a couple things on our plate. You know what I'm saying? There's and all different type of sex workers. Sometimes I even say Victoria's Secret was a sex worker because you're modeling off these clothes to be sexy. Yeah. There's all different levels. Yep. No, exactly. That. No now, now I have to say, I want to talk about your podcast a little. I was just floored and amazed how great and how comfortable your podcast was. And yeah. you have it on discord and you and Miss Jocelyn Stone, who I can't wait till I interview next. Um, it's a really great podcast that you have. And I just felt I've been on a lot of podcasts um, and I was on yours and it was just an amazing experience. And like I said earlier, before we started, I was sharing this with Rebecca. Um, it's really important for other sex workers to feel safe when we are talking publicly right? and comfortable because I've been on some podcasts and I've encountered some rude people and Oh no. Yeah. And, and just I felt like, and then you can't even talk or you've been interrupted or, you know what I'm saying? Or I remember one podcast, the guy would not shut up about me dating and everything. And what type of guy, like it, he was talking about dating and what am I going to do? And how am I going to survive being like, it was like, it was just, where are you going with this? I don't like, what the hell? Like, survive? what are you talking about? Like he was, I was like, what the hell? But I just felt so welcome, so comfortable. And you had yeah. such a great podcast. Tell me how long have you been podcasting with uh, you and Jocelyn? So we started, I want to say back in 2014 with the podcast. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was doing it with Katie Morgan. Um, hers was having sex with Katie Morgan, but she stopped doing it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I still want a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I went to Amazon, I bought a book, mm-hmm. <laughs> how to podcast. And I started listening to podcasts on how to podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned that way and I started figuring it out myself. And then Jocelyn came on board because she filled in one night. My guest didn't show up and I'm like, oh, you're amazing. Like, would you be my co-host? And let's she start- what she is. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, and she has a different perspective. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I didn't think of it that way. And we put this together and she's been on board ever since, but she had uh, sick addictions, which was about fetish. Mine was talking dirty, which was about the adult business. And we were like, you know what, we're kind of just regurgitating the same stuff. Let's bring other people on and interview the experts or, or teachable moments, you know, what right. just about the business. Yes. We don't need shock value. We don't need mm. to get your followers up. That's, that's, we want to give back to the community and that's yeah. what film star network is about. But when we got, uh, listened to get schooled, I was like, well, shit, she's already <laughs> doing it. She's already. <laughs> well, in I, I have to say though, and I'm going to say this on there, not just cause I want, um, now you're going to get woman, you're going to get all sorts of people, but um, my numbers went up when I was on your podcast, which was crazy because I, until meeting you, I didn't know you had a podcast and I, you know, I've been on a lot of podcasts myself and I saw like, I was like, it was a, a great experience being on your podcast. You and Jocelyn both compliment each other. And then you are just, you're, you're amazing and smart. Even Jocelyn going, oh, I I just let Rebecca handle that. But it was afterwards, I had amazing results. I had some amazing people come to my OnlyFans. And 
yeah, um, some amazing people, um, you know, came to my Twitter because we could, we're only limited so much where we can market ourselves. Yeah, we Twitter's really are. The last but, one. Right. But it, it was like, wow, this is really like a great podcast. And it was, it was something I, you know, your podcast, it's something for the ladies, but I see the fans are enjoying that too. And that just shows me, you don't have to do this shock value. You don't have to do this. You don't have to be like, I'm in a gangbang. I'm going to do another gangbang. You know, I do corn. I do corn. (laughs) I'm a corn star. You know what I'm saying? Like 50 times, like, okay, we get it. What other layers, you know, we want to know other layers you know, there will be a shock value moment once right. in a while, but it's not yeah. because we, we were trying to shock you. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be our story. Yeah, right, right. No, but it, it's just like I've noticed I've I've turned on different podcasts, you know, and I try to listen to different ones and a notable person that I really like. And you should go check her out. Strip by Sia. She was on my show and she has me and her are like the same way. She's got a very good podcast. She's got she does? Some- well, then by all, I, I take recommendations. Yes. I'm going to recommend her to you. Um, Cause a lot uh, of times I get weary saying, okay, could you send me an episode? Cause we're going to put it on ours, but it's the only way to hit all our subscribers on the search engines. I can't just link it on the website. Cause you're, right. you'd have to, hope but um, I'll, I'll send you her information, but I became friends with her because there was a mutual guest that we had and I had to listen to her episode. And then I was like, wow, I like this perspective. And now I'm addicted to her. Um, And so we, you know, we kind of share guests too. And uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's our brand. Yeah, we know our brands and exactly, exactly. But it's, it's just good for in the sex worker world that, you know, we, 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 a lot of sex workers, it's things are very, 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 um, you know, hard for us as sex workers where it's hard for us to have vanilla friends. Number one. I'm still friends with all my, um, high school friends and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like I've only had a couple, maybe two people because they got married and their wives didn't improve or whatever of, of my lifestyle, but I've only lost a couple. Like I'm going back uh, in July to see some of my high school friends from back in the day and stuff. Now, if they talk about me behind my back, I have no idea. But yeah, I still have. I've, I've had a very, very hard time. Yeah. Through the years, keeping vanilla friends. I I'll be honest. Um, I'm trying to think of I even because I do work. Um, I do work in entertainment or whatever. And it, it's a certain. for them to really understand me. Now I do interview a lot of comedians and there's one comedian that's a friend of mine and I broke it down to why I kind of like, um, she was recently on my other podcast, but, um, she's not a sex worker, but I broke it down to why she was relatable as a person, as a sex worker, because a lot of, a lot of times when I hanged out with vanilla friends that weren't sex workers, you know, I'm not really looking to go chase men. You, you understand or, or, or go talk to men or look for men or whatever. And I would hang out with different girls and all they did is talk about dating and, Oh, look at that guy that, you know, and they were like thirsty for men. And here I was just wanting to, as a sex worker, just wanting to hang out and chat with the girls and just be girls, have a girls night, just be girls night. And even doesn't work that way. It does it right. And that's how us sex workers are. You know, we, we, 
when we're are down and at, we're, you know, like we have a night off. We want to have a chill night, ladies. We don't want to be chasing, you know, any guy. And even recently I was at the gym and I met a woman and the whole time she's like, you know, she was a, when she started putting down sex workers is when I, I cut her off altogether, but yeah. But when she was, it was the whole time at the gym, like she was going to the gym just for the guys not to take care of herself. And it, it just was not, um, and then um, she had the audacity to say something about sex workers. Yeah, well, she left, for- she left her husband because she caught him looking at escort ads or looking, I, I think it was, she said, looking at escort ads. I said, well, did he participate or was he just looking? And she goes, I don't know. I just caught him looking at something online and she actually divorced him. And I was, I told her like that. I told her in a very way, I said, well, personally my feelings would be more hurt if a relationship was established but if somebody you know if i'm in a relationship and somebody is a looking at porn b hiring a sex worker you know be and and this is because i'm a sex worker i can distinguish sex work over love you know what i'm saying and she's like no no just looking is cheating looking at the escort ad is not cheating because god damn i how can you not look even i look at a sexy man me <laughs> right like like it, it, i was just like she's like looking is cheating looking or girls will say if they they like a picture and i'm like you know what um oh my god i i i, I just like there's so much I I was like, oh my God. So that's where it's hard. You know what I'm saying? A, they think, and you have to, when you're somebody is not a sex. So during the pandemic, a lot of vanilla people, uh, vanilla, I say squares, they got into the industry and I just saw a lot of damage done. Um, and I still, I, and they're so mean about it. I'm like, oh, God, mean about your customers. These are the yes. people giving you money. Like, yeah. And sometimes I try to help them because I'm part of those groups and stuff. Right, right. But I kind of gave up because they just want to go on the attack. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking and then I, about. I, then I, I didn't really care for like they want to collab with you, but they, it, it, the collabing, okay, is cool. But I realize, like now, I tell people, look, now I've decided I'm just going to do solo content. I'm happier doing solo content. I love solo content. Yeah. And my really well. Right, right, right. And my fans are happy. I love doing my video calls. I love doing this, but I felt like the only reason they want to collab is of course for their numbers to grow, but they, they would do kind of, I had one girl actually gave her phone number, my phone number to a fan. And, and he called me and then the guy, he, my regular, that's a big no, no. Yeah. And then she goes, well, I was trying to help you out. He wanted to see you in person. And I'm like, girl, you gave my, you didn't call me. You didn't, you just gave my number, right? You didn't ask who does this. And then I had another girl use my picture and didn't tag me. And then was giving away the video for free after she lectured me at a certain price. What? And she didn't tag you? And she, no, she, she used my photo multiple times without tagging me. Right. But when we did the video, she, it had to be a certain price and it had to go out at a certain time. But now 
because she's following everybody else. She's doing a no pay per view, which is like, what's the purpose of that? Right. She's not tagging me on the basic socials, which really I gain more from the socials. And so now you just used me and my image for your game for you. Yeah. And and I got no, and I'll be honest. Um, you know, this was a white woman and I don't gain with white women. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very particular look. Um, and I just felt used in both situations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, and, you know, I, I realized I go, I need to, you know, I have a lot of friends in this business, a lot of 20 years friends, you know what I'm saying? My closest, most wonderful friend, Ava Devine is, uh, to me, she's, I put her on a pedestal of the idol. For I her. talked to her the other day because of you and yes. to do the frisky avatar stuff. And I said, all right, let's just wait. Cause then you're yeah. going to get that quest three. Cause it's coming out next. <laughs> right. Which she oh, would, God. she would, she's a dirty talker. Mm. She's a dirty It'll talker. Perfect. She would be perfect. And she would, but so I have bottom line. I have a lot of friends that have been in the industry that have, that I share us a lot. I don't need these new people that are coming in. If if I meet somebody new and we click or they're a real person, like um, there's a, I did a prior episode. It's probably going to be out by the time this one goes out, but Jocelyn, um, Jane, James, no, Jocelyn, Jane, Jane with no S she's newer. She's Jocelyn, Jane. Jane. I'm going to hold on. Let me, what is she known for? Um, she, I met through Sarah J. Oh, Let Sarah me, J. Yes. Jocelyn Jane. X. Oh, <laughs> she, I did an episode already with her and she did a great, fantastic job. She's been in the business of probably nine years. Um, this is her IG. I'll just put it up. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sweet girl. But she, I like her because she checks in how you're feeling and all that. So it isn't just about and I feel bad because last night I got in from Florida, I couldn't meet her for and I wanted to meet her so badly. But, you know, she checked in, hey, how are you doing? And and you know what I'm saying? And And she's that type of person when she comes to New York. She's not. Let's go collab. Let's go uh, shoot pictures like that. Like, no, how are you feeling? What's going on? And you know what, that is we the camaraderie we need as sex workers is we need our community. We it, it's just, really do. it's it, we don't need this doggy dog out world anymore. You know, there are doggy work. dog people out there. But yeah, we don't have to be like that. We can be united. We need to exactly united and the right people. So there's some younger, you know, I call her younger because she's probably one of my daughter's age, Jocelyn Jane, but, yeah. you know, very nice girl. Um, very, very nice girl. Sometimes we need mentors. Cause I did yes. have a mentor, you know, in my twenties to help mm-hmm. me out when it came to the internet and taught me about the internet. I was doing uh age verification where they had to put a credit card in to download a topless photo that probably took a minute to even download <laughs> on dial up. So I was making great money just on age verification, age verification. What was that yeah. now? It was AVS and it was back in the day, you would sign up to this um, site and you would have to pay. And I think it was just a dollar or something like that, just to get past the paid wall. Mm-hmm. So you could see my nudie pictures and stuff. And this was the late nineties. Wow. So yeah, I was making great money just on dollar. Make sure they were over 18. 
Wow. You have really above and beyond done a lot, Rebecca. Well, no, I just, I catch whatever trains leave in the station and see. (laughs) You're like me in a way. (laughs) I'm like that too. And right now when my journey is, I'm having an overall change and I love doing podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, uh, you know, having, having this old school style of us teaching other people and I'm As fine. We should. We yes. should. Right. And giving back because I remember the days of, I remember it was 2001. You remember 2001 in Tampa? I remember. Um, yeah. I remember early. I think I moved in 2001 though. I think I was there. No, 2001 Odyssey, the strip club in Tampa. Oh, I know Odyssey. Yeah. yeah yes. I okay. I remember working there when I was 18 and there were some older strippers and I would sit down and I would listen to them and they gave me different advice. And I remember there was this old hooker named Shayla and Shayla was known for turning tricks and she got out this BDSM bag and she goes, you know what? There's always different ways of tricking. Don't feel like you need to give everything out all at once for money. She told me. And then she introduced me to BDSM at the same time. <laughs> but did you like BDSM? I did. I did. But that really stuck to me at a young age. And she said, don't think you have to give up the pussy and, and show everything. And there's so many different layers of sex work that people have interest in that guys, you know, men and women and couples enjoy. That's a entertainment that's riching. That's, you know what I'm saying? That it's, it's just, there's so many just different ways. Like we've got camming. Right. Right. And not one. Like people are like, they thought phone went out in the nineties or early 2000. I'm like, phone is still around because it's less intimidating than webcam. Yes. You just have to pick up your phone. Right. I don't even have to do my makeup. I can tell you I'm out. Oh, that's why I love sex pamper. That's why I love. And, um, I get upset when I can't be on there long enough on sex pamper. I kind of have my little schedule during the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I, later, you know, because I have the other stuff to do and I have just life or I'm traveling now with, cause of family, but you know, um, I love the phone aspect. I love it. I, love I it. have been doing phone forever and it's easy. It's easy. Yes. It comes natural. And you did night. Tell me all the phone companies you were with um, I, have to hear. I was with uh night flirt sex panther verified call I love verified call and before <sighs> that I was with something back in the early 2000s but I can't think of what it might be who knows because I also webcam back then too yeah crazy but I can't remember um but yeah, I just, I would jump on and a lot of times I would use all of them at once and just hope somebody's going to call through and hopefully <laughs> it gets blocked. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm on, um, I still have my webcam. No, not my webcam, my, um, phone site, but I don't even turn it on, on. I want clips. Is that I want clips? I don't I want, know. I don't it, know. It's a site called I want clips, but it's called I want phone. And it's there's like also talk to me, right? There's talk to me. Yeah, I never got on talk to me, but on I want phones, I just don't turn it on. Night flirts, I worked the hell out of night flirts. Oh, me too, back in the day. I yes. kill it on night flirt. Well, I didn't have, I had a way easier time with sex pamper than I did night flirts, to be honest. 
Yeah. When night flirts, I, it was kind of, um, I didn't like the aspect that you had to pay for it. Um, Great to be a featured. Uh, right. I, I didn't like that. And right. what I did is I a, actually utilized Backpage. And because I was doing BDSM and yeah. I got my phone lines and I placed it on there. And then I noticed the guys were calling. And instead of me trying to book them and then wasting my time, here I was making money. And so before I know it, I was making like a month, like over $1,000 just on Night Flirt. Because yeah. I was utilizing Backpage, which now, unfortunately, which was a great site, but you know, we all know what happened. Um, but it was, I remember like using night flirts and like, wow, this is great. You know, I'm not dealing with these calls, but it kind of prepared me for the online world back then. Because, and this is 2012, because I was like, you know, talking to the guys and I was into the fetish and I studied with Tara Indiana. And um, so, I learned a lot through the guys talking to them and learning different fetishes. And then I learned by going to proper, getting myself properly educated with BDSM by going to Tara, Indiana, who is based in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And um, it really helped me grow and just understand. And, you know, that, that growing, and like you said earlier, the mentors are so important. So who is your mentor? Well, there was a girl named Lisa Ann, but she- It wasn't Lisa Ann, the porn star. This okay. Was, she was from Texas. She was online back in the nineties, mm-hmm. and she was a Playboy model, mm-hmm. uh, playmate actually. So she taught me a lot of things on being on the internet and touring and and going to different cities and stuff. So and I learned how to keep a database and use certain um, programs and Adobe and. Yeah, she kept me on my toes. And then I moved away and went to Los Angeles to start my uh, pornographic career because I'm like, well, if I do porn, not only will I get to feature, but some of my rates are going to go up. It was Mm -hmm. just a business move. And then I realized, well, sex is really easy. (laughs) And it's great marketing to do those movies. And that's when the online was kind of hitting. And then social media came out and it was all about being the influencer, which I I've had a following, but I've never hit that mark of, I would say influencer. Right. You know, for sex workers though, I have learned it is. So I don't pay, I, I don't pay for promo everything. I try, I kind of like pride myself in doing organic, but you know, we both know the evil thing about social media is they like, they don't really care for us. They don't want to let us grow. And we're a liability. We're yes, yes, you said that right there. But um think people I don't know, people get so deceived with social media, unfortunately. Don't you agree? Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, but you know, you gotta yeah, one way to get the clients and stuff. And it sometimes it puts us on check too, because look at all the stuff that comes out and and you find out, oh, well, maybe, you know, if we didn't have social media, it'd still be under the rug. Yeah. So, there's a bad and there's a good. Right, right, right. But I've noticed how I had a one day tell Brittany Andrews this when she lost her IG. I said, listen, people know who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I had to show her the the Google, uh, when you Google, what's it called? Uh, The Google panel. You understand? There's something called Google panel. When you Google your name, there you have like an actor, you'll see everything about them. But then I'll look. 
you'll look up certain social media influencers and now they're selling promo, but nobody's really heard what they've done. You know, so it's, it's, it's to me, social media, what I have learned, even though I have a very good following, I'm happy with my following. I'm very appreciative. Great following. I'm following. following. Yeah. But, um, I have learned that sometimes people that don't have the biggest social medias, they have that engagement, which you have, Rebecca Love. You have that engagement. I give it to you. Um, and to me, that's more powerful than having a million followers. Um, because I've I've been around people that have that million followers and it's it's a lot of times it's not real. Well, yeah. And I'm I not do. trying to criticize anybody out there by saying that. Um, but I've just, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's really yeah. to master them all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Twitter's probably my favorite because I don't have to hold back. Yes. On IG yes. or Facebook, it's like, okay, what can I put out there? What can I say? Right, right. Do something. Yeah, no, with, with, I just got in trouble recently with IG and it, cause I did the series for this podcast for Pride Month yeah. and they took away my monetization. And I was just like, what? And it's, yeah. The, and it was, um, the, I never put episodes up of get schooled up on my IG on purpose. And the one time I did, they took away my monetization. Yeah. And it was very sad because, um, I had a lovely, uh, trans person, Natasha, uh, dreams and her episode was very powerful to me, meant a lot to me, but I was just, I'm like, this is pride month. And you, you get what I'm saying? And, and she, we were talking about a very important topic that is special to me. We weren't talking about sex acts. We weren't talking about anything else, but um, I'm, I don't know. People have been a little bit old when it comes to pride month. Some people now are not being so nice about it. So probably somebody reported me for it, um, which is sad, but um, it just, it's a shame. You know what I'm saying? Um, we should but, be all getting along by now. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but what's wonderful is um, you said, right, t- Twitter. So now I've, what's crazy though, this podcast gets schooled has gotten crazy numbers and downloads opposed to the other one that I could advertise on my IG. My comedy one is, is yeah. not, not even close. So by you just me- strong competition when it comes to the comedy ones, because there's so many people doing the comedy. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. There's not that many people teaching you about the adult biz. There's a few no. there. So but, I, I think you're on the right track with you. Right. Biz. Right. And your podcast is excellent. So if anybody, any performers are listening or fans, you really do have to go check out Rebecca Love and um, Jocelyn, because it was just a great overall, wonderful experience. Thanks. And yeah. it's interactive. We do have the chat room. It's just yeah. Oh, and I love that. I, I, I is just like, you know, I have the Discord. You probably heard it. Everybody's probably heard it already. Filming because I gotta ask you when we get off. How do I turn off the Discord? Wait, you haven't turned. You haven't. I don't know how to turn it off. Oh my god, girl, you've been in there this whole time. Let me check because I don't think you're in there still. I'm like, how do I turn off on my computer? It still shows that you're logged into the bottom. No, you're not. You're not in there. Well, I hear it beeping on my computer. I just don't know how to take it off the computer. And then I (laughs) (laughs) see, we all need a smart friend like Rebecca Love in our life to tell us what to do to things. No, listen, my girlfriend the other day was like, uh, because I'm using Discord and stuff. And she's like, you do know that you can take the cameras and you can pop them out and put them over here. Like you can do what? 
So, oh so I, I was like, oh, I'm learning something again. But yeah, your interview on Adult Film Star Network, it came out great. So much. To oh, learn. thank you. Thank you. Against, everybody loved it. Yeah. Loving this new format. So. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's, it's really good. Yeah. So Rebecca, thank you for coming on. Could you please tell everybody where they could find you because um, you're an amazing person and I think everybody needs to go listen to your podcast too and follow her because she's just a genius. Oh God, I don't say that. I, <laughs> I'm a creative. That's it. I'm a well, creative. she's a creative genius. Every like literally, like I'm. That's I'm gonna. It. You know what? I'm gonna have my own awards. I think I'm gonna start doing my own awards and start naming like the smartest um, industry people. And I'm just gonna have my own award ceremony and start pit honorary mention or whatever because. Um, the people that I personally know that are just like genius, uh, which is you, Brittany Andrews, Mercedes Ashley. I have to think for a second, like right there, you're, you're up there with Mercedes Ashley. I would love to get her on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm yeah. no genius. I just get bored really easily, easily. And I move on to the next thing, but I, I find that the adult family is where my comfort zone is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love So that. where where can everybody follow you now that I'm I gonna make this super easy? Just go to rebeccalove.com. It has all my information there. It has all my social links. It has the podcast. It has everything. So rebeccalove.com. And thank you. I am Marcella Sobella. Marcella Lonzo. You can go to marcellasobella.com. My IG is Marcella Sobella. Facebook Marcella Sobella. YouTube Marcella Sobella. Twitter, Marcella underscore L-U-V. Thank you for being on Get Schooled. Thanks. I appreciate it.